The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. One sentence summary. The Tipping Point explains how ideas spread like epidemics and which few elements need to come together to help an idea reach the point of critical mass where its viral effect becomes unstoppable. My favorite quote from the author is, The key to good decision making is not knowledge. It is understanding. We are swimming in the former, we are desperately lacking in the latter. Malcolm Gladwell Malcolm Gladwell is your friendly Canadian journalist next door. Much more than that, he's taken a massive interest in science over the years. And you might know him from a variety of his great talks, books and ideas. I originally bumped into him through his first TED talk about spaghetti sauce. Similar to Barry Schwartz's Paradox of Choice, Gladwell reveals interesting findings about happiness and choice and how the two are related. Or not. The Tipping Point is his debut book and it was a massive hit, not least due to the value it created for businesses and marketers, who now had a first sketch of a blueprint on how to promote their ideas better. Here are the three lessons from the book that will help you spread your own ideas. 1. Once an idea reaches the tipping point, it spreads like fire. 2. Three kinds of people are responsible for getting ideas to tip. And 3. Without stickiness, no idea will ever tip. Ready to infect the masses with your idea? Let's roll. The Tipping Point Lesson 1 An idea spreads like fire once it reaches the tipping point. This answers the question, when and how do ideas go viral or reach a crazy big audience? Katniss said it pretty clearly. Fire is catching. So are ideas. But in order to spread like fire among dry bushes, an idea first has to reach what Gladwell calls the tipping point. It's the point of critical mass, where your ideas go from interesting to a few to must-have for everyone. Take Instagram, for example. Yes, they had a lot of growth early on, but it was still steady growth. There was a definite moment, though, in February 2012, when all of a sudden, the entire world seemed to need an account. It's in this exact moment that Instagram's user growth curve shoots up meteorically and it becomes the fastest growing social network of all time. Don't think virality is limited to the internet though. This phenomenon predates the web. In 1984, Sharp came out with the first affordable fax machine for people at home and sold a solid 80,000 units in the first year. Sales rose steadily, but in 1987 completely exploded. By 1990, over 5 million fax machines were in use in US homes. Why? Well, in 1987, the point was hit where finally enough people owned a fax so it made sense for the rest of the world to get one too. The Tipping Point Lesson 2 Three kinds of people are responsible for getting ideas to tip. This answers the question, how do ideas tip and who are the people responsible for it? Why then do some ideas go big and beyond and others just never click? Pareto's law is once again at play here, where roughly 20% of the carriers cause 80% of the infections with an idea. Gladwell specifically points out three kinds of people that turn ideas into epidemics. 1. Connectors. They have a massive social network with many acquaintances and allow ideas to spread from one social group to the next. 2. Salesmen. They boast about ideas they love and their incredibly positive energy is contagious. 3. Mavens. 
They hoard information in order to be a source of great tips to their network, the people of which they greatly influence with their advice. If you want your idea to go viral, getting it in the hands of a few of these key players is crucial to hit critical mass. But the tipping point, lesson three. If your idea isn't sticky, it'll never tip. This answers the question, what is the condition without which no idea can ever go big? It doesn't matter how many influencers you get to vouch for your idea or how many testimonials you can collect for the front page of your book. If your book is bad, it'll never reach the masses. Gladwell calls this the stickiness factor. It answers the question, is your idea memorable enough to make people take action? The concept of stickiness was first put to a proper scientific test by the creators of Sesame Street in the late 1960s. When testing the show by observing children watching it, they noticed children were quite selective about what they paid attention to. For example, toys on the floor or the show on TV. However, that didn't influence what they would remember. The quality of the content did. The kids could only give a few select looks to an educational scene about how to spell the word cat, yet still remember the lesson. That meant, unlike adults, children paid attention to TV in order to learn and understand, not to be entertained. As a result, the team engineered the entire show around children's attention, monitoring it meticulously, which ultimately led to the format the show is still in today, humans interacting with fantasy creatures. The originally planned format to have puppet scenes separate from human scenes failed to grab children's attention and thus their minds. Even though this is the last lesson, it's really the first point. If you want something viral, you can't think about making something viral. Just make something so great, one person who sees it can't live without sharing it. Then, and only then, should you start caring about the tipping point. My personal takeaways from the tipping point for 2017. So I got this book in 2014. Uh, there was an American exchange student girl at BMW where I was interning. She was in my office. She was interning too. And she had finished this book and she passed it on to me. Um, so I remember for one weekend, uh, I sat in my... I have an armchair back at my parents' house. I sat in there... I felt completely awestruck while I, I read it and yeah, I just sat there for two days and read the book and I was having a ton of fun. Uh, he has Gladwell, Malcolm Gladwell is a great storyteller. So um, I want to refute one thing from this summary and then I would like to give you a three-step process which I would take based on this summary to get an idea to tip or my idea or ideas to tip. First of all, the thing I want to refute is if you want something viral, you can't think about making something viral. Yes and no. So it depends on, it depends very much on the context. And I'm not saying you should put this front of your mind. Definitely don't do this. But you can, to some extent, on some platforms, design things that I want to say at least have a higher chance of going viral. If we're talking internet viral here, right? So recently on Medium, I pub published a post called... 13 ways to get your grip on life back. There's still enough time to make 2017 your best year ever or something like that. And that post I designed based on how another guy had written the most popular post on Medium. 
I think 13 things to let go of if you want to be successful, something like that. So he had written a bit about his process and what he did. And so I decided, hmm, let me put something together that's similar in terms of the formatting and let me see if I can design something that will go viral. And it did. It got a thousand recommends, which was the most recommends anything has gotten from my writing all year, except for one post, I think. Um, so yeah, it was a successful experiment. So again, it depends on the platform, the context, and how much you know about it, how long you've done this, of course. But online, there are some things you can do to at least improve your chances of going viral. Okay, so but don't put this top of mind. Again, just this is an afterthought. Absolutely, if you don't... Uh, create good stuff like if I didn't know how to write a good article I could put all the viral design cues I wanted and nothing would happen right so obviously that uh, that goes back to the third lesson um, okay so here's my three-step process what I would do to, to get ideas to spread around obviously you can't influence the tipping point that's just gonna be what it's gonna be you have no idea what it is when it is how it happens so you don't have to worry about that like when specifically does it happen what you can do is think about whether you are a connector, a salesman, or a maven, or even if you are one of the three at all, right? So if you're an extrovert, you might have a very big social networks, you might know many people, you might connect people a lot, and then you might be that. If you're a salesman, if you like love sharing certain ideas and just spreading them with positive energy and so on, you might be a salesman. Or you might be a maven and you hoard a lot of information and you have a lot of good tips and advice and resources and stuff like that, uh, which you can give to your friends. So knowing which of these you are helps you because then you know which of the other two you need to complement what you can do and get your ideas out there. So that's the first thing, right? Um, by the way, I think I'm some sort of mesh between salesman and maven because I don't hoard information in the sense that I collect things or I do like I keep very uh, like tables of certain things. I usually don't do that. Um, but I do have a wealth of resources because I've written so much. So what I will do with my readers, I would usually recommend them something I've written somewhere else for to answer a certain questions. And I think that ties into salesmen because I love to boast about these ideas, of course, because they're mine, uh, but I try to spread these with positive energy and then get people to jump on board with these ideas. So I think I'm probably 80% salesman, 20% maven in this, in this three type framework here. Second part of the framework, once you know what you are, Make your idea sticky, okay? And I think there's a very simple way to do this. Just ask yourself, is your idea memorable enough to make people take action? You could ask, like, is this worth sharing? Like, if I if I came across this, would I share it voluntarily? Um, is this worth sharing? This is a very simple question, right? And if the answer is no, then you go back to the drawing board and you make something better. And you do that until you have something that you can get to tip. And lastly, step three, that's nowhere in the summary, is to execute on more ideas. Jesus Christ. No, <laughs> has no one ever thought about that? It's, it's like, oh, how can I make this idea tip? Well, maybe you can't because maybe this idea is not one that's supposed to tip. So the best thing you can do is to put out more ideas. Release, ship, execute. Do it, do it, do it, right? Ask this question more. Is this worth sharing? Is this worth sharing? Is this worth sharing? And get as many yeses as you can and then share those ideas, right? 
Very, very simple. Once again, all goes back to the same old, same old hard work and patience. So I hope you will use this framework, identify who you are, maven connector or salesman, um, make something worth sharing by double checking a ton of times, ask, is this worth sharing? And then execute as many ideas as possible and put those out into the world. Okay. Good luck in making your idea tip. If your idea tips, I want to hear about it. Let me know. Nick at And I will see you on the next summary.